0: i want to tell uh listeners out there uh, licking toads is not recommended it's bad for you so about toes toes are good yeah no toes are cool sucking toes licking toes those are fine wow
1: uh, (laughs) we just learned a whole lot about greg cody we just got our cold open now that's a baby (laughs) baby this is the greg cody show with greg cody pardon it Here's your host, Greg Cody.
2: Welcome to the 2022 Greg Cody Show Non-Sport Olympics on Greg BC. We are presented by the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Here's your host, Greg Cody. Put on
0: your mic, Tirico, right now. I don't have a mic, Tirico. The, the uh, adult baby, um, which I don't want to call him on the air because that's making fun of a, the way a person looks, which I wouldn't do about anybody except Billy Corbin. <laughs> I never thought
1: of this.
2: Right? Am I right? Well, w- while we're leaving that in, welcome to, uh, welcome to Greg BC, everyone. You all can't see this because it's a podcast. But
0: I am on the set of the Greg Cody show non sports Olympics. This is so exciting. We have been I don't know why we spent all this money to actually build a stage for a podcast where nobody can see anything. But it's so exciting here. We have a professional stage. Uh, we are staging the Greg Cody show non sports Olympics, non sport Olympics. I, you know, I go back and forth. On I that. like I like I like
2: singular there.
1: You do that with Lobo Mints and Lobo's Mints as well. Yeah, that's true. That's it's another gotta be,
2: controversy. It's, it's got to be Lobo Mints, not okay. not LeBron James Tequila Lobo's Mints, but
0: <laughs> Here's a cute story about that.
2: Um, you know,
0: LeBron is now the part owner of the Lobo's uh, tequila. And um, he had the courtesy to to call me up and and we actually <laughs> had lunch together because he wanted to make sure that I was cool with him. You know, getting in bed, so to speak, with another Lobos, you know, because obviously when you think Lobos, you think Greg's Lobos, uh, um, America's premier fantasy football team. Uh, he did ask me, uh, what do you think of Bronny getting into NFTs? So we had that long discussion. I had to ask him, what's an NFT? And it went downhill from did there. you guys back- go
2: for tacos on a Tuesday?
0: We did. We went to a little Honduran restaurant. Uh, he flew down here. It was fantastic. <laughs> he picked up the tab, by the way. Which I was totally, you know, I've only had uh lunch one other time with a man of his wealth. And uh I took uh Wayne Heisinger, the former Dolphins owner and a billionaire to okay. breakfast once. Enough of and, this. And I picked up the check and, and it made me feel special buying a meal for a billionaire. But anyway, LeBron paid. I'm totally cool with him naming a tequila after the Lobos. I mean, that
2: just totally. He wanted to check in with you first.
0: <laughs> that's
2: right. Yeti, if if you have a if you're out to lunch with like it's you and one other person and you're paying for the bill and the bill is twenty four dollars and you say out loud, "I'm gonna leave a big tip." What what do you imagine like the person that as like that's a big statement to make like generally there's no nothing spoken about tip. It's just but if someone says audibly. This was good service. I'm going to leave a big tip. What's like the minimum amount you should see if you're going to like make that kind of statement?
1: Okay. A big tip. I mean, I would say, you know, if 20 is standard. So, I mean, it's going to have to be 35, 40 easy. Right. So minimum. what's 40% of like, I was hoping you'd give me a dollar amount. but Oh man, I'm not doing math. Okay. Well, 20% would be like
2: $5. 20% is like $5. Yeah. So like the, the
0: bill
1: let's start was actually there. $22 and 10 cents, $22. Sorry. Okay. So it was yeah. 22. Sorry. It was $22 on a $25 tab. F- you know, 50% is going to be a $12 tip. So just shy of that. You know? Right.
2: So like $10, $10. Exactly.
1: Yeah, right. My, my dad left seven bucks
2: and I was making fun of him. <laughs> it's a perfectly fine tip. I was like, it's actually a really good tip, but it's not comment worthy. It's <laughs> more than 33%. If you just like don't 35- say, don't you don't, it's not brag worthy though. Like, if you have a $22 bill and you're bragging about to the person you're with, I'm about to leave a big tip, you need to leave a $10 tip.
1: I'm, I'm revising this. If you're, if for it to be noteworthy, you need to double it up, really. For it to be something like, if you're going to call it a, a big tip, it needs to be doubled up. Dad, the tip we're giving you
2: here is, it's a good tip, it just wasn't brag-worthy, and you bragged. You got to come stronger if you're going to brag.
0: Okay, here's the deal. I am fighting my unearned reputation as a cheap person. Okay, one of the many ways Levitard slanders me on the air is by constantly referring to myself as cheap. No, you're Let's right. Think- you're not cheap. $7 is a good tip. That is a great tip. It's a good
2: tip on a $22 bill. It's a 33% tip. It's a great tip. I'm I'm teasing you. Don't get all okay. sensitive. All right. You're, no, I'm not saying you're cheap. I'm just saying it was funny that I thought you bragged, so I was expecting a little more. That's okay. It.
0: I did consider... Leaving a ten dollar tip—that's the best part. He's like, it.
2: it entered his brain, but he's like, I can't do that. I mean, I just can't do that. Actually, <laughs> right. Um, hey, eventually,
0: podcast family, and thank you all for being back with us again. Uh, this is a big time. Obviously, we're going to talk Super Bowl. Uh, obviously, if uh, if you've been in the United States and paying attention in the last week, you know that the biggest story in sports is is detonating around the Miami Dolphins, where the fired coach Brian Flores is suing the NFL, suing everybody he can think of, and including the Dolphins owner. And so we're going to talk about that too. But obviously, I need to talk about uh, the thing that that everybody in and out of sports is talking about, which is uh, toad venom. Okay. <laughs> uh, I saw a headline. In, in journalism, there's things called read me headlines, uh, which are headlines that are just so bizarre that you can't not click on that story. <clears throat> and this one was, why is everyone smoking toad venom? Okay, there's two things there. Number one, what the F is toad venom?
2: Is it the cure for uh, COVID? Is it Joe Rogan? Water? It should be, right? <laughs> uh,
0: well, I want to read you a, uh, a paragraph from something called addictioncenter.com. Uh, Recently, the practice of smoking toad venom has been gaining traction across the United States. Licking toads in the Bufonidae family has been a practice to experience a psychedelic trip licking toads can be dangerous however and may cause muscle weakness rapid heart rate and vomiting the toad venom being used today is from the colorado river toad also known as the sonoran desert toad and i've been through the sonoran desert by the way beautiful drive
1: <laughs> have you um yeah i have that's where he got his first
0: quail. <clears throat> on the way to uh, i think it's one of I those things on that, that's
2: one of those things you might just say though so i really don't know if it's true
0: <laughs> no i have uh the nocturnal toad grows up to seven inches in length, and has dark, leathery skin. By the way, there's nothing scarier than a toad, uh, than a nocturnal toad. Imagine toads that only roam at night. You
1: can't even see them. That's most of them, Greg.
0: Well, this toad is found in Mexico and the United States, in Colorado, California, New Mexico, and Arizona. And the reason I bring this up is, look, back in my ute, um, I dabbled in recreational drugs. I'm not going to say I didn't, but (laughs) Greg Cody is drawing the line at licking a toad. And and my question is, what won't you do for a psychedelic high? Because I'm not gonna do anything. I'm not gonna put a snake down my pants. I'm not gonna do anything that involves something absolutely crazy. And licking a toad ranks up there for me. Like
2: I, I don't saying, know. Would, are we saying lick a toe or lick a toad? I'm kidding. A toad. Um, <laughs> no, I'm
0: kidding. Um, I would lick my toe. I would. <laughs> if I could. you have I used to be able to.
2: You have, baby, you, you have a weird fear of toads. So yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like there's other animals I'd rather not lick than a toad. Like, the toad's not the top of that list. Like Name <laughs> one. A snake? Oh, I, I think lick a toad
0: a, is number one for me. Well, that's
2: because you are afraid of toads. I think it started in school. You know, I don't even know
0: if they do this, but back when I was in school, biology class, you had to cut open a toad science
2: class or whatever it was. I always saw that on TV, but never actually did it. Mm-hmm. Oh, we had to do that. And the smell of formaldehyde
0: in that science room where you had to take a scalpel, it just really freaked me out about toads. It stuck with you, huh? And now all these years later, the idea that toad venom Would be something desirable to people looking for a weird high is just so bizarre to me but um anyway well it is bizarre and and i want to tell uh listeners out there uh, licking toads is not recommended it's bad for you so about toes toes are good yeah no toes are cool sucking toes (laughs) licking toes those are fine wow
1: uh, (laughs) we just learned a whole lot about greg Cody. we just got our cold open Now, that's a baby,
0: (laughs) baby. Toad sucking—that is a thing. Some people get off on that. Didn't Rex Ryan uh, uh, get off on? Yeah, he's a feet guy.
2: Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I don't mind feet. I would say I'm like a
1: medium well guy on feet. You know, whatever. I do not like like feet touching me at all. Hmm. I'll rub my wife's feet, you know, but like, like when my kids, especially, we're at a restaurant and they stick their foot like across the booth and like on my leg, I'm like, it, it bugs me out. I can't handle it.
2: Well, we've learned you're you're an odd cat. You know? Yes, yeah. yeah
1: it's you're it's really a gone. dirt thing. It's a filth thing. Feet are dirty. I want Dirty feet rubbed all over me. Deep. But it's a shoe rubbing you. Even just as bad, if not worse. That shoe's got pee pee floor on it. You know pee pee floor. <laughs> oh I don't mind that. <laughs> By the Greg, way, can you drink some water? Good God,
2: I didn't want to go like hit you with it during your spiel about your toad venom. Like, right. You sound like you sounded like shit on the Tony Kornheiser podcast. I'm surprised, like, since you went on that show, you know, you didn't want to do an emergency episode. That's what Yeti was thinking (laughs) that like, oh, shit, I'm Kornheiser mentioned me again.
0: By the way, I apologize to the producer after the show was recorded because I told him, sorry about my voice. It's a morning thing with me
2: um but now it's not the morning so apparently it's an everyday yeah totally exactly constant thing with me. exactly and it's you don't drink any water you drink coffee which dries out your voice chris whittingham the other day he gave you tea and your voice instantly sounded better and yeah. it's like you do nothing to 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 help your voice and yeah. it's just it's insane
1: i hear you tea for the tillerman i hear you i thought the biggest story in sports this week was that the greg cody show made it into the top 20 of a sports podcasts wow thank you yeti for bringing that up i'd completely forgotten about that
2: dad you put um, it in an email that you wanted one of us to bring it up to.
0: You. Uh, well you know you don't have to air our dirty laundry but um yeah with a little bump uh, a little uh, tweak tweak wink wink bump from the levitard show uh, we managed to have our second highest ranking ever our only higher ranking was when christopher got shit canned by espn <laughs> and we were the first to talk Sam. to him about it in a greg cody show exclusive so um that was exciting but uh, yeah, we, we reached number 20. Thanks. To you. you know, ultimately, it's thanks to you all out there who are listening right now. And we really appreciate the support. Christopher brought up uh, Tony Kornheiser a minute ago. And I wasn't going to mention this until, you know, because I didn't think of it. But he brought it up. I love Tony Kornheiser. We've been friends for a long time. You know, we're not what I'd call personal friends, but we're certainly professional friends. And um, I never hear from him unless a bomb drops on Miami. Unless there's a story in Miami sports uh, that that demands uh, attention, I never hear from the guy. Tony, come on,
2: hit me up once in a while. Let's do lunch. <laughs> World's best friend Greg Cody over here, who hits well, up all his friends all the time. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I am a bad friend, but I want others to be a good friend to me. Tony Kornheiser we want to have him on this podcast and but my dad thinks because he's gone on his show so much that that's an easy get for my dad. Yeah, home and, and home. I'm telling him as like with the Le- like he he likes Dan Levitard, and we've gotten him on I think one time ever. He does not like to do like those type of just like hits. So it's like I'm right. it's it's almost it, I like the fact that we're talking about this on air cuz we can see who will win this bet. If you never hear from Tony Kornheiser, Chris won the bet. And right. if we have him on in the coming months, than my dad did. But I'm interested to see if you can get him because I do not think you can. I
0: don't want to do the usual conversation with him. You know, hey, how is it working with Wilbon on PTI? You know, he's a big music fan. and I You would guys just
2: got to gotta talk about being old. That's what I want to well, hear. I want to hear you guys yeah. just doing like a whole back in my day segment, just bitching right. about things. <laughs> yeah, Tony,
0: uh, I love associating with people older than me because it makes me feel younger. And and Tony has me by a few years. So I do, uh, uh, I do jump at the chance to be on with him anytime but i
2: predict right now <laughs> what can i can we just pause yeah. real fast go ahead just dissect that joke you just made because you made it at lunch the other day what joke is that like the, just the joke of i like to associate with older people to make me feel young oh right yeah Like i do is that just a joke that you're like that's the joke that's in my brain to make for generations so like I'm going to make it. Even though no one laughed, neither of us smiled. I purposely looked at Yeti and myself (laughs) while you were saying it. And it's just like Greg's going through the motions, saying the old, I I like to put myself around younger people than me. Older people than me. Whatever. I'm just saying, it it was just funny. that You said it at lunch, and I think I just gave you a blank stare. And you're like, this one is just a a, a nice fastball for me. I can just do it. People will laugh. But I don't know if anyone's laughing.
0: I feed off blank stares. Uh, Blank stares nourish me
2: blank stares nourish me <laughs> they, they do i, I, do I think
0: the um my best friend in the neighborhood was frank tory god rest his soul he and i had the same birthday he was exactly 25 years older than me and it was just cool <laughs> having an older uh buddy to hang around with it was great i don't want to hang around with a, you know somebody in their 20s you sure. so, know that would you take me for
2: <laughs> but um Ladies and gentlemen, Greg Cody has lost his train of thought.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know where we are in the show. You know, cut, cut on all this awkward silence. Well, we um,
1: got we had a couple of people call in um, with with some ideas for the non sport Olympics. Should we go oh, to a yeah. couple of those? The Greg Cody Show non sport Olympics. Let's do it. Wait, these these aren't phone calls. We
2: have these people like we have the saddest studio audience ever. It's seven people, and it's uh like what are we? What are their names? We might not get to all of them, but just what's the crowd looking like?
1: Yeah, so we've, we had, we, uh, we've got a pretty good crowd out there. Um, let's, oh, they're making noise.
2: Look at that, crowd noise. Making, yeah. let's,
1: see, let's see what they've got for us. Brendan, what, what's your idea for a non-sport event?
2: Hey, guys. First-time caller, occasional listener. The thing that I, be- I believe I belong on the Mount Gregmore of is stopping the DVR precisely at the right moment. Too early, and you're watching a commercial. Mm. That's the whole reason I have a DVR in the first place. Too late and you're missing important dialogue from your program. but I'm talking about that perfect timing wow. where the commercial is fading to black and your show comes back on. That's, that's good. It's nirvana. It's better than being a garbage man. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. At Brendan Correo. You know, that's not bad, Brendan. B R E N D A. Oh, my God, Brendan. Enough. I know. it, Brendan.
0: Tighten these. You know, I have to be honest, Brendan started to lose me when he referred to himself as an occasional listener. You know, we want constant listeners on this show, not occasional listeners. But, Brendan, a -A -A pretty good effort. I didn't know anybody used DVRs anymore. So, wow, way to go old school on that.
2: No, but like what he just means by that is like any recording system on your TV, like the art of a Netflix channel or whatever, the art of like trying to like rewind and fast forward and being good at it. Because I have to admit, this is a great category that I would not be good at. Right.
0: You know who's terrible at that? Your mother. Um, (laughs) I married a woman who um, doesn't know how to fast forward or rewind accurately, and she You know, when when we're watching a new episode of a show, whether it's Righteous Gemstones or whatever, I don't want to fast forward through the highlights of the previous show. I want to watch those. Agreed. And she fast forward through all those. It drives me crazy. And no matter how many times I mention it.
2: you know, That's more of an editorial decision to do that, more than her skill lacking at being good at that. So this is kind of a different ballgame that you're playing, but still a valid complaint.
0: Yeah, but her skill is bad, too, because she constantly (laughs) fast forwards it into the start of the new episode and i'm a stickler for that i'm anal about that
2: and she like does and she's like oh we can just we'll start here it's like no go back like go back more you went too far if
0: i if i literally miss five seconds and two words of dialogue i want her to rewind it and have a clean start i'm weird about that
1: let's do one more uh got got drake we got drake uh, otherwise known as the cody cavalry oh This one's good, too. Oh, we can, we can definitely advertise that Drake is on the podcast. Hey,
0: Greg Cody Show. This is Drake, a.k.a. the Cody Cavalry, a nominee for the non-sport Olympic Games featuring Greg Cody, hosted by Greg Cody,
1: sponsored by Greg Cody. Thank you, Drake. It's the shopping cart carousal thrust launch, whatever you want to call it. When you're in the parking lot of a grocery store, you're about five ten yards out, no cars around everyone
0: knows you're just letting that that shopping cart fly that's a great nominee and hope it's into non-sporting event games see you guys thank you
2: drake <laughs> i like it yeah one well, as someone who's a recent convertee over to returning shopping carts to, to corrals <laughs> i have played this game many a time and sometimes i like to in the in the store before i get out to the parking lot I'll, I'll in the middle of an aisle, just let my cart go a little bit, just to see if there's any break in it. If I know if it breaks a little left, I know when I get out to the parking lot, I got to aim a little right on my push. So I like to always feel my cart out at some point in the because you get a nice good read. It's like a nice putting green those floors, <laughs> and, uh, like the, the the road outside is like putting on a, a rough green, but you like to get a nice feel for your cart on a nice putting green inside the store.
0: I can't um, I can't let us leave this shopping cart convo without getting something off my chest i'm tired of being made to feel guilty because i don't walk 40 steps
2: wow to the corral to return you're my taking cart. the baton for me you're <laughs> like taking like the cody baton of shopping cart takes like i i like this was like my most polarizing take ever and now i'm like finally changed on it and you're i'm not i know I'm that's not my point on it yeah i know, you you know you're taking that, the baton i mean
0: stan van gundy i don't know if you saw his tweet Stan Van Gundy wrote um, an outraged, indignant tweet, basically saying that people who don't return their carts to the corral are the worst people on Mike earth. Mike
2: sure Schur wrote a chapter in his book. Yeah. Oh, I don't doubt that. And I, 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 I have the book. I'm actually reading it. It's a great book, but it, I, 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 I DM'd him. I'm like, do I get any money for this? He's like, <laughs> I should have dedicated the book to you. He told me he should have dedicated it to me.
0: I'll tell you, Chris Cody reading a book. Is just one of the proudest moments of my life because
1: I never thought I'd save the day. I got I to gotta be honest with you. I yeah, I'm getting the, last, the audiobook version of that. I don't read.
2: I, don't. I think Harry Potter was the last book I actually read. Okay, By the but, way, we are definitely promoting that Drake's on this podcast today.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, And we're honored to have him. Yeah. But uh, in closing, um, to the Mike Shores and Stan Van Gundy's of the world, what a weird hill you've chosen to die on. With all the things in the world to be more outraged about, you're going to make a point of getting on people for not returning a shopping cart? Unbelievable.
2: You can't come at those two because those two are very like outspoken about like things that they don't believe in. And like,
0: okay. um, Both of these events uh, today, I think might make the cut. Um, Let's do one more uh, Greg Cody show, no sport Olympic event, and then we'll get on to um, uh, talking about a couple other things.
1: Okay. Oh, well, wow, this guy seems like he's traveled a good bit to get over here. Uh, his name's Tom. Oh, God. Hello, Greg. <laughs> oh, God. This is Tom Musiena from Climax, Kentucky. Oh, Speaking of Climax, <laughs> Mrs. Musiena suggested that I could also compete in the non-sport Olympics considering the speed at which I complete certain activities in the bedroom. <laughs> in fact, she has even nicknamed me 10 Second Tom. Why has she so eloquently bestowed that title upon me? I will let you do the math. <laughs> Does Mrs. Cote have any pet names for you? I will hang up and eagerly listen.
2: Wait, so, so is, day,
1: you... y'all. <laughs> is he...
2: <laughs> is he bragging about how fast he goes or how long he lasts?
1: I don't know. He said he'll let us do the math. T- is it yeah. Tim
2: second Tom? Okay.
0: That that would be an, a non-Olympic event that would never air on any broadcast network. Uh, although we are airing uh, the Olympics from... Uh, uh, human rights violating China, so I guess anything is possible. Um,
2: <laughs> All right, Dad, I mean, what's your? does mom have any pet names for you? That would be quite something to put in the description of this podcast.
0: Yeah, we won't go there.
2: Um, <laughs> oh, so, she, so you'll confirm that there are names.
0: Uh, did I just confirm that by saying we won't go there? I
2: don't think so. Um,
0: you know, she does refer to me as The Point. But I don't know whether that is sexual or not. So, uh, you know, God. We won't elaborate on that one. But uh, anyway, um, listen,
2: because your head's because your head's pointy, right? Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. I the think head that's on exactly your shoulders. It. Hell
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Put your head on my shoulders. That's a song from the 60s. I can't remember who sang it.
2: Dad, Sinatra. Let's, play, let, let's play the game right now like a freestyler would. I'm just going to throw out words and you like have to try to see if you can come up with a song. OK. Like, all right. Yellow. M- Mellow Yellow from Donovan.
0: They call me Mellow Yellow. Thank you. Most people would say Yellow Submarine, but to me, that's second.
2: Red. Um, little red, red Corvette Prince. Red,
0: red one. Oh, yeah. You'd be 40. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. Oh. Didn't uh, Taylor Swift put a whole album out named Red? Horse. Horse with no name. America. <laughs> there you go. Diamond. Through the desert. Neil Diamond.
2: Diamonds <laughs> are forever. Diamonds are forever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh. Um, leather. I
0: saw Neil Diamond in concert once, by the way. What a bizarre <laughs> experience. Neil Diamond, uh, who I like but not love, but I thought my wife would enjoy seeing him. And I'm glad we did see him because he's an all-time great. And a couple of years later, you know, he has a, a, an illness that forced him to uh, retire, basically. So we got to see him. But it's like a, it's like seeing a Broadway show. You know, he's so theatrical on stage. And everything is so exaggerated, both in voice and motions, that it's just it was a weird trip. I didn't expect it.
2: Anyway, what were you saying? What's the worst concert you've ever been to? That's a tougher question
0: than what's the best concert, because I don't think anybody spends 50 bucks plus nowadays, 200 bucks plus to see a concert. If they're not absolutely sure they're going to love this act because they've seen it before or because they just know they're going to love it. I just
2: figured you'd have to have one like where you walked out and you were just like, yeah, that wasn't very good. Well, it besides it, the monkeys. It, no, it was Bob
0: Dylan, and I'm such an
2: admirer of Bob
0: Dylan. But we happened to see him once. He's a very moody guy, Dylan. You know, you never know whether you're going to get happy, effervescent Dylan or moody Dylan. You don't know whether he's going to play his hits or not. And in this concert, uh, he played almost nothing but songs that he enjoyed playing that nobody in the audience enjoyed playing. Um, the only song he played that would have been called a hit that you would have heard on the radio was Tangled Up in Blue, which I love. But um, other than that, and I'm a Dylan fan, he played an hour and a half of songs I had never heard of. So that was a disappointment. Let's, uh, Let's take a commercial break so you can drink some water. I'll do that. okay before we get started we've already started we're like halfway through okay (laughs) no we're keeping that (laughs) i'm an amateur uh before we continue i gotta tell you this has turned into a high rolling podcast okay i'm i'm talking to you from a big stage set for the greg cody show non-sporting thank you guys all for
2: being here how about about this yeah seriously thank
0: yeah thank you all all seven of you. It's, it's been cold great. here,
2: even though we're like you know, <laughs> even though we're still in South Florida. It just it feels like it should be cold at the Olympics. It really does. Yeah, especially the Winter Olympics. Um, but I want to tell you that uh,
0: we are spending big money, and you're going to see this next on next week's podcast, Bunny. We're spending big money to send Christopher to L.A. as our Super Bowl correspondent for the podcast. So, that, Christopher, congrats. I'm going with the Levitard show, and shucks and
2: Giggles is paying for me.
0: Okay, well, you know, they might be as well, but uh, we're picking up the tab. It's a special arrangement between me and the Sheets and Giggle guy that
2: I didn't want to tell you about. I'm basically going to have to do most, like, all of my work for the Levitard show out there. Eh, You
0: know, you'll throw in some work for us. I know you will. You'll do your best work for
1: us, okay? How many hats are you going to be wearing? Like, you just need, like, a rotating hat for Sheets and Giggles, DraftKings, Metal Ark. It's funny. I, I'm going to be totally nude wearing a lot of hats. <laughs> well, if you're okay. nude, just
2: tattoo the names on your all over your body. One of the hats will be covering my midsection. <laughs> okay. That's, that's where the Greg Cody Show hat will be.
0: Okay. All right. I don't want to delve into the details on that one. I was trying to think of a small hat joke, but I couldn't think of what a small hat was. So um, um, do we want to do Super Bowl talk right now? Because sure. I... I have an honest question about a Rams Bengals Super Bowl. And and I hardly ever say this with a Super Bowl matchup. With this one, I can talk myself into it being an exceptional great matchup or just sort of so-so. And I can also talk myself into being it being a sort of weak matchup that's not really going to thrill the country. And I'm wondering how you guys feel about it. As as football fans, as as TV watchers,
2: I'm excited about it. I feel like most recent years, Tom Brady's either been in the Super Bowl or it's been somebody in there. Like you know, Big Ben. I wasn't really rooting for. Basically, I think finally we have a matchup where it's two likable teams. There's always somebody in in, in these recent Super Bowls. I feel like I've always been had. Like I knew who I wanted to win. It feels nice to be like, oh, I, I, Matthew Stafford, if he gets it. I'm cool with that. Oh, if the Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, that's a fun story if they get it. I'm cool with that. The Bengals haven't ever have They ever had a Super Bowl?
1: No. Well, they've been in one. Yeah, that's 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 what I think is cool about this is these are teams that I've been accustomed to never being anywhere close to this. Yeah. And uh, so it's kind of cool to see two fresh teams in there with 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 a lot of names we haven't seen before. And isn't it wild how much being a nerd coach is in? I talked about (laughs) you're still on this.
2: I know, I know. I need to bring this up because it was, it was not respected on the Levitard show, so I'm going to do it here. <laughs> we mock. If you're a football guy, a tough, we mock you. If you look like the McDaniel guy, Kellen Moore. Look at the two final, finalists for the Dolphins yeah. head coach. I love team. it, yeah. It's, if you're a nerd, this is, you're, you're in in the NFL this right now. Your- Actually, this is the perfect time for us to jump in right now with this awkward post recording of the podcast update on that uh Dolphins head coaching situation. The Dolphins have just hired what's his first name? You you say what happened. My
0: <laughs> uh, the Dolphins Sunday evening are announcing that they're hiring uh Mike McDaniels, the San Francisco 49ers offensive coordinator as their new head coach. It a is nerd,
2: I'm telling you nerding nerd is in.
0: Yeah, he's a nerd, a good nerd. Uh nerd. It's, it's not a <laughs> it's not a surprise. They had a ten hour interview with him. Uh, to close the deal
2: And Nine hours Jim Harbaugh did with the Vikings So they're like We gotta beat that by an hour exactly. What do you do What do you do In an interview for ten hours I can't, I can't imagine That had to count A big long lunch Like this is not Ten hours of interviewing I hate how we like Have to like Impress each other With how long the interview was I it, know it, It's just, just You hired the guy I don't right. give a shit How long it took you I to mean interview.
0: this guy's in his thirties How much can he say In ten hours He's yeah. only He's lived A third of his life I mean what's going he's on here
2: probably really smart
0: Okay I'm gonna say this and, and I, I think I said it elsewhere in the podcast. I hope they hire McDaniels
2: because he's a good... You uh, just said it, actually. Okay.
0: I thought the original best guy for the job was Brian Dable, the Buffalo Bills coordinator. Other than
2: Brian Flores. Well, <laughs>
0: don't get me started on that. They should never have fired Flores. But I think um, if they couldn't get Dable, I think McDaniels, he's, he's young, he's effervescent, he's great behind a microphone. He's going to bring some um excitement i think but i will say this right now what the dolphins need is healing you know they they need after an unpopular firing and after all this lawsuit stuff and and the owner steven ross uh being under fire the dolphins need cohesion right now
2: it's it's interesting like i wonder is this a difficult job to take because the dolphins are such after what happened with flores like it do you think that there's his McDaniels, his people were like, you know, should we take this job right now? I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> I would be surprised if that didn't sort of come up in
0: the, in the marathon 10 hour interview. I mean, uh, you know, Flores is under fire right now and accused of, of, of all kind of stuff in that incendiary lawsuit. And, and so, yeah, if, if I'm the new coach joining the Miami Dolphins, I have all kind of questions about what I'm getting into. Um, but you know, it, it seems like they waited a while for this hire. A lot of the openings already happened. Doug Peterson was hired. Brian Dable was hired. So their their list of candidates was winnowing down, and they were down to either Kellen Moore of the Cowboys or Mike McDaniels of the 49ers. I have no idea. Nobody has any idea whether this first-year NFL head coach is going to be a great hire, but I, I think there's
2: optimism here. All jokes aside about being a nerd is in, Every good team in the league right now, in terms of, like, offenses, like with the Packers and the Rams and the Niners even, you got to have that young, analytic-driven, offensive mind guy. And say what you want about Brian Flores, he wasn't that. He was a defensive guy. Our defense was good with him. So if our defense with the Dolphins can stay close to what it was with Brian Flores and we can become one of these cool, fun, modern offenses— You know, who knows, like, what this is going to turn out, but you can't at least be a little like, okay, let's see what this does. I agree. If I'm being the
0: naysayer, he had Jimmy Garoppolo, who he didn't exactly transform into a
2: superstar. But Yeah, but he made Debo Samuel like a, a, one of the. Oh off, my gosh. And the yes. way they used George Kittle, like, yeah. the offense, that was a good scheme with the San Francisco 49ers. I think just the lack of skill with Garoppolo is what held them back, not right. the scheme. No doubt. And
0: if they're smart enough to re sign Mike Gasecki, the tight end, I think he can be, you know, the next George Kittle. Um, I think they have the weapons to have a Debo Samuel, that, that hybrid running back receiver. So, yeah, there's a lot of optimism here
2: with this hire. Let's see. The one consistent from Friday's recording of the podcast and this update on Sunday is your voice is still bad. Yeah. Thank you very much.
0: I appreciate that. Uh, I don't know what to say about it, but even in my own ear, it sounds
2: awful. Let's get back to the episode where your voice also sounded bad. Please. Thank you. Nice chatting with you. Nice chatting with you. In the 70s, McDaniel's never getting a head coaching job in the 70s. Right, right, right. Have you seen this guy? He's He's the
1: equipment manager.
2: He's our show. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I've heard him described as quirky. He's funny. He's really funny.
0: He doesn't act like an NFL coach, to your point. He acts like quite the opposite, and I love all that. I love this matchup because you have a clear-cut underdog, a Cinderella team team. In Cincinnati, uh, they were
2: last in a Super Bowl in 88, which I remember. Not in through. this game, they're not a big underdog. Like, you're just saying overall, they're franchise? I thought I said a big uh, Cinderella. I thought you were saying, like, that in this game, they are a big ups, like underdog.
0: Well, they're three and a half points. I think anything over a field goal is. is. A... They
1: were an underdog to get here. That That's what well, uh, you can course, phrase yeah. that, is they were an right. underdog to even get there. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean,
0: if I think we should be
1: able to all agree that Cincinnati, by any definition, is the underdog the lovable underdog in this but this game game is easily winnable for them i mean easily is a a weird term to throw but like compared to what they would have been up against like when when i saw that they won i was like holy crap you know before the nfc game i was like they could beat either of these nfc teams like it wouldn't be a giant shock if they did so i'm hoping that that leads to a really good tough matchup like you know like a very even matchup that's down to the wire I mean, if
2: it's one of those things, I saw a thing where it's like, you know, they have all the the different uh, units of a team, quarterback, receivers, running backs, coaching, special teams, and all the checks were with the Rams. Like, if you look at each matchup, quarterbacks, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow is good, but you probably give the edge to Matthew Stafford. He's just yeah. been around more, even though he doesn't hasn't done a lot of winning. But there's not a single check, coaching, special teams, defensive line, offensive line. Like, it is all... On paper, all the Rams. So it's interesting. Like it's made that chart made me want to bet the Rams. That's where I'm leaning. I don't know about you.
0: Yeah. The underdogs have been winning this whole postseason. But when you talk about um the biggest advantage for the Rams, obviously it's their pass rush versus Cincy's offensive line. Yeah. Uh, having said that That should be the game. In my it mind should be like. the game. But it was only a couple of weeks ago that Joe Burrow got sacked nine times and managed to find a way to win. So I don't know if that's necessarily a difference maker um,
1: yeah, I want to see the bengals win, but if i had if I'm placing bets, which I don't bet but if i if I'm placing bets it it would be on the rams to to do it right um, I'll be curious which way the line moves um because it's already
0: hasn't it already gone from three and a half to four and a half? I mean the money's on l a right now, I think. Although I don't follow it. Yeti, it was, Yeti,
2: the stigma is off of gambling now. You don't have to do that little <laughs> caveat at the end. I don't <laughs> believe I am very anti yeah. i have a bet
1: on anything since the Braves lost to the Don't Twins. give a shit about your bona fides on not betting. And and I, I, I lost bet all the a time. Are you judging me? Card. Are you saying that I'm a bad person because I bet? <laughs> no, Yeti? Huh? I don't like losing. That's what I'm saying. I will lose and I don't if like it. You should bet because then we could call you Betty. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Betty Blanc.
0: Rest in peace. Um, I want to get to my uh, special edition deluxe Mount Gregmore, which is uh, a top 10 of. Um,
2: top 10?
0: Yeah, it's a top 10. Oh my, I mean, what the frick are we doing around it's, here? It's it's concerns the biggest story in sports right now, which is um, fired Dolphin coach Brian Flores suing the NFL. You're going to do a Mount Gregmore
2: Earth. around that story? Yes.
0: Yes, he's, he is, he's uh, declaring that the NFL has racist practices, and he may be right. He's also alleging that um, uh, that Stephen Ross, the Dolphins owner, uh, offered him a $100,000 per game bribe in 2019 to intentionally lose, which is absolutely incendiary. Uh, Stephen Ross denies it vehemently, but if it's true, uh, then Stephen Ross is, is deposed. He's out as owner. And um, this is a huge story. And so I wrote a column that is online now, but appearing uh, appeared in the Sunday um, print edition of the Miami Herald, putting into context this scandal with the top 10 scandals in, in Miami Dolphins history.
2: Ooh, so, okay, that, I thought you were going to make this about the Brian Flory. I mean, it's, it's Dolphin <laughs> scandals. I'm into that. I want to hear that list. Right. But I feel like the story, like, because I read actually, you know, more reading from Chris, I read a good <laughs> chunk of that 58 page report. Right. And there's a few of them that I feel like are not, there's so many, there's so much in there that there's some things that I feel like having excuse me as I burp aren't haven't gotten the headlines and there's the one where we did we like, were we going to get Brady if Brian Flores was what? down? <laughs> like did uh. Brian Flores ruin the chance for us to get Brady. Cause this is from it. Miss uh, in the winter of 2020, Mr. Ross invited Mr. Flores onto a yacht for lunch. Shortly after he arrived, Mr. Ross told Mr. Flores that a prominent quarterback was conveniently arriving at the Marina. Obviously Mr. Ross had attempted to set up a perp, a, purportedly impromptu meeting purportedly between Flore- impromptu purportedly impromptu meeting between Mr. Flores and the prominent quarterback Mr. Flores refused the meeting and left the yacht immediately after the incident Mr. Flores was treated with disdain and held out as someone who was a non-compliant difficult and difficult to work with right I mean this is like obviously you know you're putting an employee in a bad spot. Like I understand why this is not fair to Brian Flores, but just like as an idiot fan for a second, (laughs) if, if, if Brian Flores, like a lot of people have done unjustly played ball, quote unquote, do we have Brady? Uh, Well, we'd, we'd have probably had him for that one or two years then again, but that's obviously, but that's like, so we would have been the bucks the last two years. Like that's like, I'm like, what the, that could have like, there's part of me as a fan. That's like, that would have been cool. Okay. First of all, um, the prominent quarterback has
0: been reported by one outlet to be, to have been Tom Brady. It hasn't been confirmed.
2: Uh, I just want it to be. Can I just, can I just do this? and, and
0: And second of all, um, Tom Brady was under contract at the time. And if the Dolphins were found guilty of tampering, chances are the NFL would not have allowed the signing or the trade to, to go forth. So that's a that's sort of a side street to everything. anyways so your
2: top ten dolphin scandals of all time, which okay. is why is it a Mount Gregmore?
0: This is a deluxe Mount Gregmore.
2: Why well, I mean this is just a top ten list? This it's is double. This, is not, this has never been any of of Rushmore, any type of Gregmore. This is ridiculous. First.
0: The Mount Gregmore Honorable Mention of all-time Dolphin Scandals.
1: How many are in this Honorable Mention before you get to your top ten? This is outside of the ten? Yeah. <laughs> There's 53 of them. Dad. How many scandals have the Dolphins had? <laughs> well, they've
0: had a lot. I'm going to be very quick about this. These scandals did not make our list. I don't
2: care about them
0: if they <laughs> didn't make them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the franchise worst 1-15 season in 2007, that's in which Cam Cameron became the only coach fired after one season, After which the team then uh, had a chance to draft Matt Ryan, number one, and didn't. That didn't make the list. Neither did Laramie Tunsell in 2016 seen um, smoking from a bong on draft night. And neither did Alfred Oglesby in 1992 claim to have been abducted at gunpoint so as not to admit that he fell asleep and missed a meeting. Did not make the top (laughs) ten. And now, number 10, it paid off, but it was tampering. The Dolphins tampered to get Don Shula from the Baltimore Colts in 1970 and were fined a number one draft pick. Number nine, Stephen Ross called out for hypocrisy. Other players on the Dolphins, plenty of them, mostly black players, called him out, some publicly, because he held a massive fundraiser for presidential hopeful Donald Trump. After founding an initiative that claimed to support equal
2: rights and social justice, a lot of black players found that hypocritical. Even you're falling asleep while you read this. Now, I was just going to say, like that, did you just take a nap midway through that?
0: <laughs> Number eight, 1977, Randy Crowder and Don Reese, both defensive tackles on the Dolphins, are arrested by Miami undercover cops for trying to sell a pound of cocaine and sentenced to one year in jail. Number seven, Stephen Ross woos Jim Harbaugh in 2011 while having another coach under contract. Number six, the Deshaun Watson pursuit humiliates Tua Tangabaloa. Number five, Don Shula's awkward exit, the all-time winningest coach, did not retire on his own terms. He was pushed out, Shula believed, to his dying day by Jimmy Johnson intervening and lobbying for the job. Number four. A cobbler. That's right. Nick Saban and Drew Breeze. Saban had a chance to sign Breeze, but didn't because he got faulty medical advice from the Dolphins. How's Number three.
2: <laughs> huh? How's this going? What's that? How's this going? It's
0: going great, man. We're building up. Number I mean, three. It sounds like, we're just, set,
2: sounds like you're just one one constant, the four straight minutes of you just reading. You're
0: really uh, pushing the the line right now between me being very upset and <laughs> number three in 2017 offensive line coach chris forster resigns in shame after being seen in a video doing lines of coke cocaine, cocaine, cocaine white powdery substance white <laughs> powdery cocaine. substance
1: cocaine.
2: now that <laughs> yeah. is something i can get behind
0: <laughs> uh, from his office desk and by the way it was only called a white powdery substance until Chris Forster later admitted that it was cocaine and sent himself into rehab. Number two, Bullygate in 2010, 2013, in which in which uh, Richie Incognito bullied teammate Jonathan Martin. And, and I remember that. And the Today Show was at Dolphins Camp. I mean, all, it was a bigger than sports story. And number one, yes, what we're in the middle of right now, Brian Flores takes on Ross in the NFL in a scandal that could bring down uh, the owner of the Dolphins and the general manager and cause the franchise to be fined um, a record amount and docked uh, very high draft picks. Big, big story that we're in the middle of. My voice is shot, but uh, that's our Mount Gregmore Deluxe of the biggest scandals in Dolphins history.
2: Hey, let's hear it for this crowd. Hey, wake up lady. Mate, what's her name? (laughs) Wake up. (laughs) <laughs> we're, gonna, we're, we're gonna talk now we're back all right here we go Good. <laughs> i forgot we
1: had an audience of uh of non-sport uh, olympians that's right that's right thank you audience for coming out and... yeah we really appreciate that
2: should we hear from one more on the way out i think we should
1: all right this is uh
2: El- elena the one who's just napping
1: hi
0: so my fiance is i think Maybe one of the most loyal fans. I hear the Dan Levitard show most hours of of the waking day in my life, which is pretty great. Brings him a lot of joy, so thank you. Uh, For the non-Olympic Olympic
2: Olympic sports, I would like to suggest putting on mascara in a moving car without messing up your eyelashes or losing an eye. Wow. Uh, My name is
0: Eliana. My social media, I guess my Instagram handle is naturallycurly, spelled N-A-T-U-R-E l l i Curly All one word And that's my Olympic sport I would like to recommend For the show That's Thanks.
1: a I love good it. one Actually That's a good one We should have Greg Do that one for TikTok You know that's a very good one That's an excellent one I like one. that one
2: I mean I've seen We've all uh, My wife has Many a times Been doing that And I don't know If she'd make the Olympics I'm gonna be honest She. she <laughs> there's a lot of cursings A lot of Hey slow down Stop being so jerky to me Greg did you put your Walter Mercado
1: makeup on In the car
2: <laughs> God
0: what a horrific memory. You know that
1: applying makeup is, is an, an archaic term for applying makeup is farting. F-A-R-D-I-N-G. Farting. Why? Why? Uh, that, be, to fart is to apply makeup. So that's hmm. the, the way wow. it comes from. That interests me. You
2: just, my dad just got in, my dad just like got excited there. I, I don't want to say what I. The point has arrived. <laughs> the I point. Mean, <laughs> I mean, I love the point. I love learning new words uh, at this advanced stage. Hmm. I, I really feel do. Like the point is our exit ramp here. I feel like that
1: I think we've we reached the point where we need to end this episode.
0: <laughs> um, this has been a fun episode, but I want to end it uh, in a way that's not fun. Uh, and, and this is serious. One of the things I, I love about doing this podcast is that there's something very personal about um, the sound of a voice and people hearing it and enjoying it and uh we We want you to think of us as as friends uh who are fun to be around every week and uh, so I in that spirit, I want to be very personal with you all and give you the highs and lows of my life on and off the air and um I'm in my sixties, and one of the byproducts of of growing older is that um, your number of friends begins to get smaller because you lose uh friends and and I just lost a dear friend recently named Jake. And um, the two couples, my wife and I and Jake and his wife, uh, once a year, we would just pick a random city. The four of us would meet in that city and just have a ball, a long weekend. And we've done that in Cleveland, San Antonio, Charleston, Memphis, Nashville, Montreal, Key West, Austin, New Orleans. And we were planning a run to in Chicago, but Jake died suddenly um, uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And um, I just wanted to Uh, make uh, this episode in his honor. Uh, Miss you, Jake. Love you.